Hello and welcome to A Dog Called Diversity. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. I'm Lisa Mulligan and I'm the host of A Dog Called Diversity. Today I'm doing a bit of a solo episode and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, the first is that it's Pride Month in 2023 and so I've been sharing my guests from the last 12 months on the podcast who have or who are part of the LGBTIQ plus community and over the past 12 months as they appeared on my podcast they have shared their personal stories and they've helped really to develop I guess understanding of what this community goes through so I have been resharing all those posts, all those episodes on LinkedIn. Um, so pop over to the Culture Ministry page on LinkedIn to find those and there's some, some great stories. But the second reason I'm doing a solo podcast today is because I wanted to talk about diversity and inclusion work and in particular strategy versus execution. Now, of course, both these things are really important, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper on both of those concepts. And I've got a debate coming up on June 15, <laughs> 2023, where I've invited some incredible diversity and inclusion leaders to come along and debate which is more important. Is it strategy? Or is it execution? Is it taking action? Is it doing the work? So I thought I would talk a little bit about both of those concepts, uh, starting with diversity and inclusion strategy and why I think that's important. Now, throughout my career, uh, I've been in a number of leadership teams, often as the HR the, or the people leader for the business I was in. And you know, it was pretty normal maybe once a year to have a strategy, a strategy session uh, with the leadership team. And that was really about, you know, thinking about how we've performed in the past, where we've, where we've done well, maybe where we need to do some things differently. But often the strategy session was more about where do we want to head in the future? And we would do a number of activities as a leadership team uh, to work that out. So we might do a SWOT analysis, so look at our strengths and our weaknesses and our opportunities and threats as a business. We might look at future trends. We might gather some reports and research from consulting businesses who look to the future and try and predict what's going to happen. We might look at the market that we're operating in and is it the market we want to be in? And if so, where do we fit in that market and where do we think we can, you know, be commercially successful? And, you know, those sessions are fantastic and usually as a leadership team you come away with a bit of a plan. Sometimes it needs some, some tweaking, but at least you have a plan to know where you're heading as a business. And then that's something you can use to communicate 
with the rest of your people in the business about where we're moving and then how that will impact their, their roles. So great. <laughs> in diversity and inclusion work, we need to do something similar. We need to know where we're heading. Um, you know, we need to know what we're going to work on and what we're not going to work on. And on my course, Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion, we actually spend some time thinking about, well, what should your organisation's DNI strategy be? What should it be? And how do you work it out? Because there is so much information out there on this kind of work. And internally in organisations, there's lots of people who have a view on where you should focus your DNI work. If you're a listed company, you will have a board and you will have investors who might be agitating to say, what, what are we doing in this particular area? How are we getting more women in our business? Or how are we supporting people with disabilities? Or uh, how do we make sure that the LGBTIQ plus community feel included? Or, you know, where do we have underrepresented groups in our business that we need to be conscious of? And the reality with inside businesses is that you can't work on anything and on everything, sorry, unless you have unlimited resources. And I've certainly not worked in any business that does have unlimited resources. So the reality with your diversity and inclusion strategy is that you have to get really focused. So on my course, we do another a number of things. Um, we work through quite a structure to help you think about what your strategy should be. And we some of the key components of that structure are around what data do you gather to inform your thinking? What people do you involve in the process? What stakeholders? We get you to have a look at the business context. Um, what are you operating in? What's happening outside your business or in your community? And we look at what's happening in your industry. What's going on there? Is there disruption happening? Are there changes? Are things moving? Um, and we ask you not only to look inside your industry, but we ask you to look outside your industry. So we might say, what are other organisations doing in diversity and inclusion work. That's amazing and they're making progress, but it might not be exactly your industry. So how can you look outside and say, could we use that idea? Could that work for what we're trying to achieve? So we have a structure about helping you do that. And then we ask you to look at your organisation's purpose. So do you have a stated purpose for why you exist and why why you do all the things in your organisation and how can you link the business case of diversity and inclusion. So the business case including, you know, if you have a diverse and inclusive environment, we know that you're likely to have more innovation because you'll have a wider range of experiences within your business to um, apply to different problems that you might have. Uh, we know that businesses with diversity perform better, have better revenue, have higher profits. We know that these organisations can more easily enter new markets. Uh, so there's 
a whole range of, of business benefits. So how can you connect what your organization is trying to achieve with the business case of DNI? Sometimes that's not easy, but sometimes it is. Um, and then I walk you through a process to organize all that information you've gathered because there'll be a lot of information. And we talk about how we can organize that uh, in a mind map. I love mind mapping. <laughs> and then we start to think about your strategy. Then we start to see, well, what are the areas emerging that could be part of your diversity and inclusion strategy? Sounds great, right? Um, and it's really important to have a diversity and inclusion strategy. And you will find if you go look at most organizations' annual reports, you'll probably be able to find what their strategy is that relates to diversity and inclusion, equity, belonging, all of those things. Because having a strategy is the way we set direction. It's, it's our North Star. It helps us set clear goals because we know where we're going to focus. Um, and without that strategy, I think in diversity and inclusion work, we just end up running a lot of events. And events have a place. Um, it's Pride Month at the moment. I'm sure in your organisation there's many events happening and they do have a place. They uh, help bring people together. They help create community and they help to educate people on people who might be underrepresented on your business. So that's all amazing. But the thing is, <laughs> you also have to be able to execute against your strategy. You have to be able to put actions in place that you think will help you achieve your strategy and where you want to end up. And of course, of course, that makes sense, right? <laughs> of course. Um, a little while ago in my career, I came across uh, a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And it's by Chris McChesney, Sean, Sean Covey and Jim Hooling. I wish I could remember how I came across their work, but I can't. But I've used it a lot in my career to help businesses execute on their strategy. And one of the things that these three authors talk about is that, you know, when it comes to getting results, either in your wider business or in your diversity and inclusion work, um, as a leader, there's two things you can influence to get those results. So having a strategy or a plan and then being able to execute against that plan. And their work identified that the struggle is often not the strategy piece because there are so many tools and models and ways of, of getting to your strategy. You know, it's there's a huge amount of knowledge out there around how to build a good strategy. Big organisations now often have strategy teams. And so it's become this discipline within organisations that usually, in my experience, is done really well. 
Um, the authors of this book, Four Disciplines of Execution, also talk about that many business schools really focus on strategy, that, you know, MBA programs, um, business degrees, there is always uh, an emphasis put on how to develop your strategy and how to do that well. So as humans, we're good at doing strategy generally. Um, and it's easy, not easy, but there's lots of knowledge out there to learn how to do it. So what um, the authors of this book say is that, that strategy is one thing, but the challenging part of any piece of work is execution. It's doing the work uh, because the strategy is the big important thing, but in the day-to-day organisational life, lots of stuff gets in the way. And in Four Disciplines of Execution, they talk about the whirlwind, that whirlwind of things that happens, maybe working with customers or responding to investor queries or um, just delivering the day-to-day work that you need to deliver. And so achieving your the most important goals, which are your strategy, becomes pretty challenging, pretty challenging. And so in my course, in six weeks to get started in ex- <laughs> six weeks to get started in diversity and inclusion. Oh my goodness. Um, we do focus on strategy. At the start of the course, we talk about strategy, we talk about how to work out what it should be and how to align it with your. Um, organization's purpose. So great, awesome. But in my experience, and as I've been referring to this book, doing the work is the hard bit because when you're in a DNI role, um, you will you will have a plan, you'll know where you're heading, but then something will come up, something will happen in the external environment that might knock you off course. So um, Black Lives Matter, the, the murder of George Floyd back in 2020, was one of those things. You might have had a plan to deliver a number of things, but very quickly, as organisations needed to respond to this social uprising. So that's one example. But these things are happening all the time. More recently, we've seen a lot of violence um, directed at transgender people. So organisations often need to respond to that within their their organisation and create safe spaces for their people. So those things will always, always be happening. So how do you achieve your strategy? So when things, all of these things are going on, how do you get back to what you agreed to do, what you're what your plan was, how do you do that? So in my course, we talk a lot about that. We talk about how to navigate organisations. We talk about how how to measure your success and not just the end goal, the lag measure, which you only know when you get there. So, yeah, if if you have a goal to... Uh, increase women in senior leadership roles to 30% by 2030, you'll only know if you've achieved that goal once you get to 2030. 
So we talk about what things, what other measures you can can you put in place, um, and they're called lead measures, that will indicate whether you're going to hit that lag me measure in 2030. So we talk about the right kind of measures. And we talk about how to report on those measures. So how often, you know, and that keeps people up to date. When you know where you're at with something, if it's not going the way you planned, then you can make adjustments. But if you wait till 2030, it's too late. So we talk about that. We talk about how to communicate within your organisation. And it's not, communication is really complex and it's why organisations have teams of people who work on communication because it's not just sending an email to the whole organisation about what you're working on in diversity and inclusion. That doesn't work. We talk about how can you segment your communication plan. We talk about who are the stakeholders, who are all the different people in your organisation and what and how should you be communicating to them so that they know what's happening. How do you also find people in your organisation that you can help you do the work? I know from uh, my survey that I run each year that often there's only one or two people in DNI roles in organisations. So you can't do all the work. You have to really be able to act like a consultant and get other people on board, be able to influence them and get their help to get the work done. So we, we talk a bit about that and who are those people. And also in getting the work done and executing your strategy, you need to be able to create accountability. So by that, I mean, you need leaders and people in particular roles to be taking responsibility for doing some of the things that are going to help you achieve your goals. So we talk a bit about how, how you do that. Um, and we also talk about keeping on track because when you're executing, it's, it's like managing a project. You've got to keep on top of things um, and you've got to have regular rituals of checking in, of reporting, of communicating. Um, and then you will be able to execute against your plan. So pretty important that bit, you can probably tell. Um, but that's just my view, right? If you would like to hear from four incredible DNI leaders, come along to my debate on the 15th of June. It's Thursday and it's at 12 p.m. Singapore, Hong Kong, China time, 2 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or 4 p.m. if you are in New Zealand like me. So come along. We're going to have some fun. Uh, and we're going to debate what is more important. Is it strategy or is it execution? So I've talked a little bit about my course, Six Weeks to Get Started in Diversity and Inclusion. And within that course, I would say 80% of the course covers strategy and execution. And I do focus a lot on execution because I think that's that's where it happens. That's where change happens. That's where progress is made. 
And that's where if you're working in DNI or you want to work in DNI, um, that's how you will develop your career. That's how you will build your profile. So, yeah, at least 80% of the course is focused on those two things. Um, and the other 20% is focused on things like how do you develop yourself? How do you create a career in diversity and inclusion? Uh, how do you understand your values and purpose? And how does that link to this work? I have found in my experience that people who work in diversity and inclusion are purpose-driven. They want to make a difference. So we, we really talk about how do you connect that work. We also talk about that when you're purpose-driven in doing this work, it's so important that you can make progress and that you can feel like you're making a difference. And the reality, if you're working particularly in large organisations, sometimes it's really hard to see if you are making progress. So we talk about how you can see whether you're making progress or not, or not. And we talk about how you put things in place to do that. And we talk about looking after yourself. We know that people working in this space get burnt out and then want to leave their organisation um, and they often join another organisation in a similar role and you end up burnt out again. Um, so we talk about how can we prevent that? How can we keep you staying in the work um, for the long term? Because we need people doing this work for the long term because it's change and change takes a long time. So if you'd like to come on my course and learn some of these ways to not only just work out your strategy, but really be able to do the work and make progress. Um, the waitlist is open now and I'm putting the link in the show notes for you. There are always special offers and bonuses for people on my waitlist. So um, I'd love you to jump on. The course will be open to enrol towards the end of June and then the 19th of July is when the course kicks off for six weeks. So love you to come along. Um, if you have any questions either about the debate or, or the course, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at lisa.mulligan at theculture.ministry.com or you can head over to my website which is www.theculture.ministry.com so I hope that was useful I'm looking forward to seeing you say at the debate or maybe you'd like to come along to my course or if you have any other questions about diversity and inclusion work uh, get in touch and we'll talk next week.